So, 8.14, let me repeat a name for you that you've probably heard in our international news lately. Emerson Mnangagwa, 75-year-old former spy chief, winner of the July 30th general election in Zimbabwe, the country's first election since a coup d'etat removed 94-year-old Robert Mugabe from office. He'd ruled the country like a king for almost 40 years and reflecting public excitement and expectation... There were more than 50 parties competing for Parliament there, 23 candidates for the presidential vote, and more than 40% of registered voters were under the age of 35. So with all that anticipation, now the real challenge arguably begins for the new government. Professor Helen Ware is a former Australian High Commissioner to Zambia, Malawi and Namibia, ambassador as well to Angola in the past, and is currently Professor of Peace Studies at the University of New England in Armidale. Thank you very much for joining us today. Good day. So what's your overall impression of the latest election in Zimbabwe, the first in so long? As your introduction hinted, people were really hoping for a sort of fairy tale ending that the young leader of the opposition, Nelson Chamisa, would be successful and that there would be a brave new dawn with a brave new regime. This didn't happen. And there's going to be a difficult period as the movement for democratic change the opposite that's the opposition party tries to work out what they're now going to do uh, they're still claiming that the, the election was stolen um, no, I don't think anybody really doubts that there were irregularities and some intimidation of voters and intimidation of electoral officials in some areas the question of course then becomes just how much there was so yeah um, is the international feeling that there was enough to sway the outcome? I think that's very much in, in, in doubt. One of the things about much of the commentary is that it doesn't acknowledge that uh, whichever way you look at the results, there are significant numbers of people who were supporting the, the winning side. Um, so the question is just how, how many of the people who whose votes were counted as being in favour of Emerson and Langway were in fact um, pressured. Um, and how many genuinely thought, well, this other guy, the opposition, they're very young, they're very divided. I mean, one of the great mistakes that the opposition made was they really couldn't get their act together and present a united front. How much has the military been involved in the, in the process since that coup last November? Well, some people would would say that Zimbabwe is effectively a, a military bi- business conglomerate. Um, that's a slight exaggeration, but there's no question that the military play a very significant role, uh, particularly, uh, as I, I've said, in the business area. And it would be doubtful that any uh, government that didn't have strong military support uh, would get very far. That said, um, in in the Zimbabwe context, it's important to recognise that uh, the the military and the police um, don't necessarily support the same side or or move in the same direction. One of the issues with the difficulties of keeping peace in Harare when the election results came out was that over 71,000 police were out in the rural areas assisting to, to make sure the elections were peaceful there. 
Right. I mean, as I said before, you have had a lot of experience being based in in the region. Zambia is uh, one of Zimbabwe's neighbors where you are based. Uh, across, yeah. also in the southern part of Africa, you've got Namibia and Angola where you are based. D- did you? Um, have a strong enough sense of what was going on in Zimbabwe that you can explain for us the extent of the social division there? Well, one of the major divisions, and uh, people have different explanations for it, but there's absolutely no question that there's a, a big division between the rural areas, which were clearly for, for the Zona PF, um, and the urban areas where the movement for democratic change uh, was much show, made a very strong, strong showing. Uh, essentially, the argument is how far, as I say, the, the rural areas went that way to some extent because of intimidation. There the appear to have been some areas where people, for example, who because of uh, drought conditions were getting food assistance were told if they didn't vote for ZANU-PF, they wouldn't go on getting food assistance, and you can see the kind of pressure that brings. The urban areas is very different. Um, it's much easier for uh, the, the movement for democratic change to uh, protect their people in the, in the urban areas. So, And one would expect that the urban areas would be more likely to go for a new party headed by by a much younger candidate. I mean, some people in the rural areas probably think that a 40-year-old is too young to be president. Mm. I'm sure they do, after the, the, the way perceptions have shaped. 75 years old doesn't seem so mature compared with 94-year-old Robert Mugabe. But what about... Um, Zimbabwe's near neighbours, the the countries that you, for example, were previously based in? Yeah. Well, if we're talking about the power of near neighbours, really um, the most significant thing is South Africa. Um, When things really start getting dramatically wrong, as happened even under the Mugabe regime and the the time when they were trying to get a government of national unity and so on, which is something that's beginning to be whispered about a little bit at the moment, too, um, whether, in fact, they will invite Chimisa to play some kind of a role in the government and whether he would accept, of course. Um, but South Africa is, is, you know, the big brother of the region, and uh, we understand that the Ramaphosa, the president of South Africa, has, in fact, told Chimisa, look, what you've got to do now is demonstrate in the courts that there has been um, false actions, criminal actions in relation to the elections. You can't just go around saying the election was stolen. Um, Zimbabwe does have a court process. Uh, It does have laws. And you you should demonstrate through those that, that what the problems have been. Yeah. I mean, here in this part of the world, in South Korea, we've had our own corruption issues and many people might be automatically skeptical based on our recent history whether whether those court processes would be fair to a 40-year-old defeated candidate like Nelson Chamisa they people were, were 90% fair I think one one could say I mean he will certainly get his day in court he will get his opportunity to put forward witnesses and so forth 
Um, once again, there's always the issue of intimidation. Uh, you have to be, you know, pretty brave to stand up in court and and, and speak. So yes, that 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 is a problem. But one thing you could say about this election was that, although very sadly, six people were killed in the post-election violence. Um, it's been much less violence, um, far fewer beatings and so on that, that, than previous elections. So um, I think corruption will go on, but it will be much more... Well, nobody doubts the business corruption involving the army will go on. What happens to the notoriety of the Mugabe years, though? Will there be a process of, of coming to terms with that? Slowly, slowly, I think. I mean, after all, Mugabe may be out of power, but he's still alive, despite his very advanced age. And so, but I, 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 don't, I think it's important to emphasize that, you know, the, the people who fought for liberation, which includes Menangro, uh, are still in many cases revered. And that they have a political power that stems from the fact that they belong to the liber- so-called liberation generation. Um, that is waning us because, as, as you said, uh, the great majority of the population is actually under the age of 40. It's a very young population. So uh, the, the power that the older generation has is, wa- is waning inevitably and also i mean one of the problems that even the opposition has is that all, although uh, chimisa is young and a very personable character he doesn't have many people in his party uh, that that really have a good profile and, and seem to represent a brave new generation in conclusion what, what is your level of optimism for zimbabwe stabilizing and avoiding some of the problems that other states have had after the removal of a dictator? I, I'm 75% optimistic. I think, one, the people of Zimbabwe, as they've shown over a very long period of putting up with a dictator, have immense resilience. Um, the legal system does sometimes deliver. Um, also, uh, the new president is somebody who who is a very skilled political operator. It is in his interest, as it is in the interest of the whole population in Zimbabwe, to get the economy working. And if he really focuses on that, and if the opposition gets its act together and says, "Look, we've got you know f- we've got five years to make absolutely sure we win the next election by having a united party and a clear platform." Mm. then things are good for Zimbabwe. Thank you so much, Professor Ware. It's been wonderful having you on the line with us. Thank you very much.